Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hello, hello, Joy Dooling here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm so glad you chose to spend a few minutes with me here today. I'm also excited to share with you that we passed another milestone here on the show this past week, 3,000 downloads. That is so amazing to me. Thank you for being part of that journey. Membership growth is typically the reason that organizations seek my help. At first, it may not sound that way. The initial inquiry is often something like, hey, Joy, our website is old and needs updated. Or we need to attract younger members. How do we do that? Or is it typical to see this sort of thing happening? Or are we priced the right way? Those sound like completely different questions that aren't directly related to membership growth. But when you peel back the layers of the onion, the core reason that the question is being asked is because the organization knows they have a growth problem. Membership growth simply isn't happening or it isn't happening fast enough. And the organization is trying to self-diagnose the problem and solve it. Now, the tricky thing about self-diagnosing such a problem is that it's really hard to do for yourself. It's like having a health ailment, like being chronically fatigued, but instead of going to a doctor, you spend time on Google trying to figure out for yourself what the issue is and how to fix it. Maybe you need more vitamin D, or you're eating too many carbs, or you need to go to bed earlier, or your adrenals are burnt out, or you're just dehydrated. Organizations do the same thing with a growth problem. When membership growth is flat or it's dropping off, boards start swirling all around the possible causes. Maybe it's the offer. Maybe it's the price. Maybe our members just don't join things anymore. Maybe the website doesn't look modern enough. If you just start trying to randomly fix things, there's a good chance that you'll miss solving the actual problem. So today, I'd like to share a framework that I use to ensure that solving membership growth problems doesn't become a perpetual game of whack-a-mole. Do you remember that old arcade game from when you were a kid where you'd bop a mole on the head with a large mallet only to have another one pop up from another hole? And the faster you bopped them down, the faster new ones would pop up? That's not where you want to be when you're trying to grow your membership. My nine-part framework 
helps organizations address growth challenges end-to-end across the entirety of the member experience. So in this episode, I'm going to walk through each of the nine pieces today. And you can certainly jot down notes, but if you just want a one-page cheat sheet where I've already captured the nine pieces for you, I'll put that at joyofmembership.com slash roadmap. Just go there and you can grab it. And I'll also put that link in the show notes so that it's easy for you to get to. So with that, let's dive in. This framework has nine pieces. As I share what each piece is, think about how these fit together to create a beautifully supportive experience for members end to end. That's why this works. It's not about any one piece standing on its own and magically solving the problem. It's about the framework being in place in its entirety. So the first piece I call the value curve. It's quite likely that some of the things that you offer in your suite of member benefits actually make a difference, while some of them are really just kind of extra fluff. It adds to your list of benefits, but maybe not many members access it or you know, doesn't create a huge result for them. In this part of the framework, I help clients get clear on what the true value is of what they're offering to members. Because the bottom line is that a lot of growth problems can be traced back to this very initial piece. It doesn't matter how much you love what you're offering and how much you think it's valuable if your prospective members and your current members aren't responding, that thing is either not valuable to them or you aren't communicating about it in a way that helps them understand the value. So that's why the value curve is the very first piece of this nine-part framework. The second piece is discovery magnets. This is the next piece that generally requires attention. Often, when I ask organizations how potential members find out about the membership, there's a lot of reliance on happenstance. Being discovered by potential members should have an intentional strategy. Now, if you aren't adding plenty of new potential members to your database every single month, it's going to be very difficult to grow. In this piece of the framework, we look at where you're attracting new attention, how you're connecting with potential members there, whether that's bringing in the type of members that you want, and if there are changes that need to happen. The third piece of the framework is the nurture sequence. So let's say you attract a bunch of new potential members, but then you just throw them onto your normal mailing list The nurture sequence is something that we have to spend some time on. New contacts need a warm and welcoming introduction to your organization. This is a vital getting-to-know-you period where someone is judging whether or not it makes sense to align themselves with you and make an investment in membership. If you lose people here, there's a very good chance that they are just going to be sitting on your mailing list for a long time. Instead, we want them to meet you, 
have an initial experience of what you offer that wows them, and then invite them to join in a way that is immensely appealing. The fourth piece of the framework I call on-ramps. Once someone is convinced of your value and they take action to join, what happens next is so very important. On-ramps are intentional pathways that you create into your membership that get new members connected to value very quickly. Just like the on-ramps that you use to get onto a highway, you'd never be left to just meander onto the highway in any direction you choose. Instead, you're sent in a very clear direction so that you can merge quickly and safely. When new members don't have a clear on-ramp, they can get overwhelmed or waste time trying to figure out what to do. This means that they don't get connected into value as quickly as they should, and you can lose their interest very quickly. The fifth piece of the framework is check-ins. I think most of us intuitively know the value of checking in with our members, but I often hear membership leaders say that sometimes check-ins happen, sometimes they don't. Check-ins aren't something that should happen only if and when you have time to do them. There needs to be a specific plan to reach out to members on a regular basis. This is the only way you can really keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening for your members. Check-ins build relationships, and they are an opportunity to remind members of value they haven't tapped into yet. That's why I include these as an essential part of the framework. The sixth piece of the framework is called fade prevention. Now, this is one that most organizations have never even considered. We don't necessarily watch for members to fade away. We tend to notice it after that's already happened. There are early warning signs, and you can be watching for those, and they'll help you notice when someone is starting to pull away. If you have processes in place to catch these early warning signs, then you can act early to reconnect. There are, of course, lots of reasons why someone might be starting to drift away. But if it's something that you can address, the earlier you notice it, the better. The next piece of the framework is warm-ups. So this part of the framework starts getting us into the aspects of growth that are driven by retaining members when it's time to renew. How is it that your organization currently handles renewals? Do you just send an invoice with some reminders about dues? If that's what your renewal process looks like, my framework is going to encourage you to expand that into more of a pre-renewal warm-up, where you're actually building a case for why renewal would make perfect sense for the member. You're reminding them of the value that they've received and helping them to see what lies ahead. In fact, you want them to feel like they are truly going to be missing out on something special if they let their membership drop. Because they will be missing out on something special, won't they? And that brings me to the eighth piece of the framework. That is path building. Path building means that you're creating fresh opportunities 
for long-term members to move forward in their journey with you. There's something new for them to experience. It's not unusual for the more experienced members in an organization to feel like programmatic emphasis is placed on helping those who are newer. So your experienced members can start to feel like they've been there, done that, and that there really isn't going to be much more that they can gain from their involvement. So acknowledging that your more experienced members are in a different place on their journey and that their needs are different is a good place to start. I like to think of this approach kind of like a video game where your members are periodically up-leveling to new challenges and new opportunities to gain value from their membership. And then the final piece of the framework is partner power. You're actually not alone in your quest to create lasting value for members. There are others who can help you with this. In fact, they want to help you with this. Together, we can look at the other organizations that are in your network to determine where we can create collaborations resulting in win-win-win combinations. A win for you, a win for your partner, and a win for your members. You likely have many opportunities just awaiting cultivation. This piece of the framework helps you find those partners and put together these alliances. Now, I have to say that a framework with nine pieces in it doesn't appeal to all organizations. Most organizations are looking for the quick fix. They want one thing that they can do that's going to instantly solve a growth problem. The truth is, though, that if there were one single thing out there, you'd probably already know what that is, and you probably already would have done it. When you look at membership organizations that are thriving, you will see some version of these nine things in place. They know how to talk about their value. They are consistently attracting in new potential members. They nurture those leads consistently to encourage joining. They onboard new members well. They create regular connection with members. They get people excited about renewing. They keep members engaged long-term. And they build profitable and effective partnerships. If you are curious about what this nine-part framework would look like if we built it into your organization, let's hop onto a Zoom and talk about that. We'll take a look at what you already have in place and where there are missing pieces. In about 30 minutes, we can create a path forward together if that makes sense to do. You can get on my calendar by going to joyofmembership.com slash consult. And of course, don't forget that I put that one pager with the roadmap up at joyofmembership.com slash roadmap. You can grab that one pager that shares these nine pieces of the framework. That brings us to a close on this week's episode. I shall see you back here in exactly seven days. In the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. 
I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech. joyofmembership.com slash tech. T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.